That's a fancy new microphone in front of you. You sound good. Yeah, I bought a new mic um, because... It's my birthday and you got me a present. No, because you nagged me so much and it's annoying. (laughs) Okay. I I like to think of it as gentle pressure, not nagging. I got a new microphone, so if if you're hearing this and you're wondering why I sound so fucking good all of a sudden, it's because I care about the podcast, I care about Nick, and I care about you. Yes. And Whoever you are. This is literally going to save me hours of work, so I appreciate it. Thank you. And, yeah, like I said before, don't know if we got it, but it's going to save me hours of listening to Nick complaining about my audio, okay. which is the biggest win of all. Then, arguably, if, if that's been the selling point, you could have done it months ago. I reached a threshold. <laughs> okay. It was reached. a camel's back kind of thing. It's seriously though, like every, I mean, I know you're, I know you do the editing and stuff and I'm not, I'm not actually having a go at you nagging. And I imagine that it was pretty brutal to listen to and fiddly. Yeah. But yeah. it is like, it is like having a pebble in your shoe <laughs> that after we listen to the pod, after we put out the podcast or after we record that I'm like, here we go. It's not because I don't listen back to my audio. I just give it to you. No one would have known and that. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't come I see across. The little, I see the little thing saying, Nick's downloaded your file on WeTransfer. And I say in, in my head, any second now, I'm going to get a text. <laughs> and I'm going to feel bad for like at least 30 minutes. Yeah. And then but I'm anyway, going to do fixed. nothing about it. Yeah. Look, we're, we're, anyway. we're dwelling in the past. And what I really want to take away from this, assuming all goes well, is that I don't have to worry about any of that shit anymore. And I'm grateful. Oh yeah. So in a way, I got you a birthday present because now you don't have to listen to me nag you about how the wine is ruining my life. Now let's talk about birthdays because you are turning thirty-four tomorrow. Correct. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling un un uninterested. No, sort of. I just Mm. like okay. I had a a feeling like friends went out. Um, with me for dinner. <laughs> I was there. My friends didn't go, just go out for dinner. That's <laughs> nice, Nick. They invited me along. Um, <laughs> we went out on, on the Saturday just past and had a lovely meal out. Um, though I did. <laughs> I've hit a new low bar for items that I can injure myself on. Okay. Uh, I cut myself, gashed, gashed like blood in palm on a soap dispenser. And oh. I think that's the new low for me of innocuous items that you shouldn't be able to injure yourself on. But I went into the bathroom at this restaurant and I came out and I was just like bleeding out <laughs> profusely down the palm. Is because, it a metallic dispenser? Yeah, it, it had like this metallic, you know, the button. You, you picture a soap dispenser. Yeah, we, all, we all have a favorite. But picture one which has a strong sort of metallic button. Well, someone had, had been at it a bit too hard and had broken the button. So it was split down the middle. And when I then put my palm on it and pressed it, only one side depressed, but the other side stayed where it was because it was broken. And as that happened, it then revealed the jagged metal edge. And I just fucking jammed my palm into this sharp metal edge and cut (laughs) cut myself quite deeply. And I came out of the toilet and I was like, (laughs) this was after dinner. This is while everyone was standing up queuing to pay. I was like, I'll just nip in, you know, be back in a second. Oh yeah. They have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Tight ass. But then uh, came out just bleeding. And then the woman was like very unhelpful about it and went eventually to look in the first aid kit for like, I was like, can you... Can I have like literally any anything at this point? Literally anything, <laughs> anything you can absorbent. Give me. Just like all. paper towel, toilet cloth, pa- anything. Just any just any sort of gesture of something I can press against this rapidly escalating situation. And then they went to the first aid kit and um, they were like rifling through and then they yelled out, Chef, are there any plasters in the first aid kit? And the guy's like, No, nah, we're out. <laughs> so <they> just- <laughs> Just, he knows immediately. Just, uh, he's like, "Yeah, we don't have any." <laughs> and she yeah. she keeps looking. It's like, "Do we ha- not not have? Nah, we're all out." It's like it's a great first aid kit. So in the end, I left this restaurant with a swaddle of like gauze bandages wrapped around my hand, still bleeding everywhere because it's not like doing anything. It looked like I'd been in a street fight. Like I walked out of that restaurant like I'd wrapped cloth around my hands and just been like bare knuckle brawling. I bet you looked pretty pretty cool. I was change. I wasn't unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting that they weren't really like kind of freaking out because you you'd think like oh shit are we up for a, a lawsuit here? They didn't even like comp anything. Like oh. I'm not out there. I'm not out there to get like a free meal or something. But yeah. like coffee for the road, you know, mm. ten dollar voucher come back again. You know, it just something. just just something, just a gesture. But they were kind of just like, oh, sorry about that. I don't really go in here because I was I was dealing with a female waitress, and I'd oh, come so out of the male toilets, and she's like, I well, obviously I don't really go in there. I was like, yeah, but but someone does. Like some someone does go, <laughs> someone does go into the men's room to clean it, <laughs> presumably. Like it, it, so, it isn't suddenly not your fault just because you're female. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she's like, I couldn't possibly imagine what is in there. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Well, anyway. yet another reason to not wash your hands. Exactly. A, a very Ever. strong reason. Um, but yeah, after that kind of highlight on, on Saturday, tomorrow, the actual day, you know, it will just be. Actually, I do have one pretty fun thing lined up. Oh. Going to the dentist. Oh, is there. Um, you're going to the dentist. Yeah. Just for fun. Tomorrow, on your birthday. Yeah, just a little treat. Are you going to tell the dentist it's your birthday? Well, I think I should, just morally. I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. He'll take it that much easier on you. What are you getting done? Uh, they're just checking a tooth. I'd been there six months ago, and they're like, come back in six months. And I was like, oh. And then they said, how's Tuesday the 16th of May? And I was like, mm. But now, you know, we do what we must for beauty. Well, Tuesdays beauty. Tuesdays are weird because we have our birth. We'll have our birthdays on the same day for the rest of our lives, which I think is pretty, pretty huge. magical. Pretty magical indeed. And just for clarity, not same date, same day. We're one week apart. So we're one week apart. Um, Tuesdays a weird one to have. A, it's like it's Tuesdays the arguably the worst day of the week. Oh no no no. Tell me everything. What do you got? Well, I, I like a Tuesday. I feel like a Tuesday okay. you're making forward progress. I think a Monday is far worse. A Monday is like, oh, my God, there is so much ahead of us. A Tuesday you're Mond- like, okay, maybe I can do this. Monday's still got the uh, the afterglow of the weekend. Yeah. If you've had a nice weekend. Yeah, that's don't. true. But do- doesn't that then, like, highlight it? Do you not get the Sunday scaries? Do you not have that vibe of, like, ah? Uh... Do you know what? It's funny you say that because... 
I recently really do get this because the Sunday scaries is something that I'm I've only heard like semi recently, like in the last year or something. And I'm like, oh, this is just like something that young people, yet another thing that young people say that I don't get. And now I'm like, Sundays come around and I'm like, I start to feel pretty miserable. I don't know what that says about whether it's a lifestyle thing or not, um, or whether it's, it's just like hitting middle age. I think it's probably the former. Uh-huh. Uh, but I haven't really gone into, um, I haven't done anything to to change that or unpack it in any way. I just, <laughs> Sunday comes around, Sunday afternoon comes around, I'm like. And then it has been filed in a for later bin <laughs> and not opened. That is very true. Oh, good but, processes. Um, but so are you going to do anything else? Is Casey going to do no, anything for you? He did you? say, oh, do you want to go out for dinner tomorrow night? And I sort of felt like, well, we we did. Like I, 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 it was a very casual Saturday night thing. It really wasn't a birthday. Like there wasn't cake or, you know, presents or anything. It was just hanging with friends, which was lovely. That's what I wanted. But I sort of felt like that had ticked the box. And, and yes, technically, I suppose, you know, you could go out for a date night and maybe we will, but it hadn't really, like, I just sort of thought of it as another day, to be honest. Yeah. The older you get, the more you're like, oh, I just like to go out with, you know, my partner yeah. and just do something small. But yeah. We might have talked about this on maybe last, possibly last year, but, you know, you do, even if, even if you are 34, even if you're like 55, probably there is this like, you're in, it's instilled in you from a very young age that your birthday's a special day. And it's really not, it's really nothing, but it's like, we've put this importance on it, um, uh, as a society that like you and you're told from like you know very like you're very young that your birthday is your day very special it's all about you and i think you can even get to like you know in your 30s or 40s and just kind of be like oh it's my birthday today like even in your head even if you're like oh i don't care about my birthday it's just another day i think in your head you're like but it is my birthday <laughs> you know? the the thing about like the uniqueness as well that i always continue to be surprised by is do you remember ever hearing the statistical probability that you share a birthday with someone else that you know do you know anything about those odds no so basically the if you have a group of over 22 people or something like that chances are greater than 50 50 that two of those people will share a birthday Hmm. and that one is a kind of magical, you know, statistical probabilities thing, like one of those kind of early maths concepts, which when you get your head around, you're like, oh, that's really quite an, an elegant thing to realize when you when you read through the logic of it. Um, right. Uh, but then uh, the thing that happens as a result is you realize very quickly, oh, my special day is actually like, 800 million other people's special day. Like, you know, like it does very quickly make it not as impressive. Maybe not 800 million, but you know, like tens of millions of other people around the world are also having their very special day on your birthday. Cause there's only so yeah. many days. And that does deflate a little bit of the, the mystical magic of this is all about you. Like yeah, it's every I, chance that someone in your office has the same fucking birthday as you. I, I I don't know anyone that has my birthday at all, but I know there's a lot of people that are born around my birthday. Like you're born a week earlier. Casper's born, 
you know, his birthday's the day after mine. Yeah. Um, and they're like close friends of mine. My sister, I think, is the day before you. No, Uh-oh. yeah, day before you. Oh, really? What, what does that say about your parents' uh, sexual activity? I guess they had a time of year they liked. Yeah. Yeah. What time was that? September? August? May. Five, four, yeah, August? There you go. Uh, springtime? <laughs> <laughs> you want to be out of the house in August in the Shadell family home. <laughs> oh, welcome to Deep Thought, everybody. Thank you for joining us in this, the premier Australian podcast experience. Sitting through the internet with me, my friend Michael. Hello. Hey, Nick. I sure am sitting here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Okay. Good. Um, Now, uh, you have alluded to the fact that you hate Sundays because you hate Mondays. But I would contend that you have actually made some changes in your life that will soon make your Mondays far more interesting. Spill. I am moving overseas. You're moving overseas. I'm moving overseas. I'm moving overseas with Lauren. Um, it's weird to say moving, but because we're not, we don't really have anywhere to settle, but we'll be traveling for, uh, an extended indefinite period of time. Yeah. Um, and not too far away either. Um, in less than a month. Yeah. We're going to be, uh, uh packing up. Well, yeah, we're, we're selling it in the process right now of selling all of our stuff. Yeah, Lauren's moved back in with her folks for you know a month or so, and yeah, I'm just downsizing and getting ready to go. I've uh, put my notice in at work, and I'm out of here, baby. You're off. Now, Sayonara. Where are you off to? Do you have plans explicitly? Yeah. Well, how long even? How long are we going for? Yeah. yeah we don't know. We don't know. It could be, it could be six months. Uh, it could be. Yeah, a couple of years. It could be a couple of weeks. It's going to be more something... than six months, surely. I know. I'm saying that's at the lower end of yeah. things. I'm. I mean, look, we've we've made this decision to to you know, it's a huge life decision to kind of leave everything that you have built. Yeah. Um, friends, family, you know, jobs, all that shit. Um, and we don't. Yeah, we just don't know how long it's going to be. Um, but. I don't know. I'm very excited. We're going to we're going to Japan first. We're going to do a little bit of traveling, have a little bit of a break um, in Japan and Korea, and then go over to Vietnam and try and set ourselves up there with work. And we're we're uh, we really hate saying this this term, but uh, we're going to try and be digital nomads. Uh, I hate myself, but uh, there's no. It's it's yeah. That's the word. That's just the term. I didn't make it up. What is a digital nomad? A digital nomad is someone who uh, travels and doesn't have like a a, a, a base and, uh, you know, works on a freelance basis, contract basis. But where's the digital coming in? Oh, you mean you're just on, like... You're it's using... online working. Online It's online work. working. Yeah. Gotch. So, writing blog posts... Well, I mean, look, we've got some we've got some irons in the fire um, through various avenues. Um, Lauren is a UX designer 
Um, I work, you know, I'll probably be doing some writing. Um, but yeah, we're just going to see if we can make it work. Um, yeah, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary doing it. But like you kind of said before, it's it does make once you once you can, you, you kind of get into a, a routine in your day to day life. You're like, I go to work on these days, and I do this on the weekends, and blah blah blah. It is um, it is exciting to kind of shake that up and just be like, well, I've got this huge thing to look forward to. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, there's so much. There is so much to. There's so much that could go wrong, I guess. Um, so you have that in the back of your mind, you know. Do I have enough money? Do I do I have enough um, work? Uh, will I? Am I going to be able to do this? Are we going to be able to, you know, w- travel together? We haven't lived together before. Um, yeah. Wow. Going to, so this is going to be our first experience. Yeah, living together. Um, so there, there's all those things. I think. I think will be good, and it's you know it's not been a it's not been a hastily made decision. It's been you know one that we've talked about at length, and I think we've measured up all of those risks. Um, but I think look, you know, if you want to, if you want to, I mean, this has been something that I've I've personally wanted to do for ever have the experience of living overseas, and. Um, I always just kind of told myself that I was going to do that at some point. Um, and then you wake up one day and you're 32 or 33 and you're like, shit, like there's all, there's all these other, these, all these other things that I also want now that I didn't expect that I would want, uh, buying a house, uh, having kids going to Bunnings on the weekend, sausage um, sizzle. like sausage sizz. Um, all these things that you're like, when you're 22 and 23, you don't, you're like, oh, that's not going to be me. And you kind of tell yourself that that's who you're going to be. But then you do start, you know, you start paying attention to the housing market and, you know, putting money into (laughs) investing money into shares and paying attention to the stock market. And then you're like, who am I? (laughs) And once those things become more appealing, I mean, I still have this other desire to, have the experience of going overseas and living there and, and doing that. But it, it feels like, oh, okay, I might be ready to settle down in the next few years. And that becomes very real. And um, I think, you look, we, we both kind of want that together. And the thought, like, we, if we don't do it now, might never do it. Might be one of these people that um, kind of just says that they were going to do it. And that, that to me is the scariest thing is, um, is not – doing a big thing like this that you really always want to do. Um, and so we're doing it. Yeah. And you'd often said, I think for years, how much of an inspiration I was in terms of yeah. formulating that um, idea in terms of going overseas and living and working. And you've often looked up to me. Um, and I've I always thought of you as a mentor. That I'm and, uh, due some of that credit. You are due. Um and yeah, I've I've always thought of you as a mentor and a, um, a, a almost like a my pre like it sounds weird to say, but like my priest or something yeah. like because you have like, told I, me some fucked up shit. Yeah, some very fucked up shit, and you've done some fucked up shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you you've always been my shepherd, Nick. Um, and yeah, I saw how how easy you made it look, and yeah. I thought, well, if he can do well, it, I didn't go. Very I could far, do that. To be honest, 
I sort of, I, I just picked Australia 2.0 just like yeah. pretty close by, pretty similar. Yeah. 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 You're, you're going yeah. to some more interesting places. Um, Portugal mm. is on the list. Is that right? Portugal's on the list. Um, eventually they have, uh, they have pretty good, they have a, a visa there for digital nomads specifically. It's called a oh. digital nomad visa, oh. um, which was why it was originally like, that's where we thought, thought we were going to end up. Yeah. Um, that may or may not happen depending on how that visa situation goes. And there's like other kind of loopholes that we kind of have to jump through. But um, yeah, Port. eventually I think we'll end up in Portugal and in Europe or somewhere over there. Yeah. But we're, we're really just going to wing it. Um, we've got like kind of a loose itinerary of what we're going to do. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to be kind of, I don't know, on a month by month or so basis that we're going to plan. So there's a possibility, however remote, that New Zealand might be on that leg. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Well, that I, makes me feel a little better. In fact, I promise you, I promise you <laughs> that we will end up in New Zealand. That is a big promise to make live on the podcast. Live on the pod. And I'm going to give you 500 grand. Oh, fuck. Wow. Happy birthday to me. And it's going to be on your birthday. (laughs) Which is often just a week before yours. On a Tuesday. Yeah, often on a Tuesday. Yeah, so I don't know. That's big. I feel like I didn't really sell it then, but. um, No, you you did. It sounds amazing. I'm very excited for you. I'm very excited for both of you. Um, I have sort of one big question. What's your bathroom compatibility like? Have you ever okay. shat while they are in the room next door? Love this. This is a factor, Nick. Mm-hmm. This is a factor. Um, look, this is something we've talked about. No, we haven't. We like to keep the romance alive. Okay. Um, we don't fart. We don't shit in front of each other. We try to hide it as much as possible. You don't even, All that... you don't even slip a fart in front of the other. No. Nah. I have once, and wow. I thought about it for weeks. <laughs> I thought about it for weeks. But, um, no, we try and keep it separate. But, look, these things are inevitable. They're inevitable. You know, Particularly when you're traveling. When you're traveling. And you're going to be in kind of some, some dicey uh, dicey parts of the world that your, your, your stomach's not necessarily used to. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely on the cards. Yeah. But you know, I think we'll be. I think we'll be alright. Do you even you know? know if you're like morning showers or night showers? Like, how does the schedule fit for you? Uh, I mean, um, I don't know. I don't even know if she does shower. Does she have an electric toothbrush or is she manual? I have no idea. These are a lot of big questions, I... Michael. Are you I sure don't... you want to go on this trip with her? I. I don't even know. I don't even know what her middle name is. Oh my god! If you had to describe her, could you even like say her hair color or how tall she is? Maybe five, five four, five two. Michael, what's her name? Uh, Is this? I've, I've never actually met this person and in fact now that i think about it you send me all these photos where you're like out with the girlfriend going for a walk and you'd send these photos and it would just be you and i i guess i just kind of assumed that maybe she was taking the photo or something but is it oh no is it is it possible that maybe 
There is no girlfriend. In my mind. Have you imagined a person, Michael? <sighs> Ooh. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Shit. I might have. Something to look into? Yeah. I'll send her a text. Still sounds like a great trip. I like the idea as well of me just sending you photos saying, out with the girlfriend, Nick. Just letting you know. <laughs> like I always do. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're an open book, which I've always appreciated. Yeah, a little too open. Um, anyway, that was a great bit of ours, wasn't it? Mm, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, so we're going on the... Oh, now... The the other big question, the other big elefante in the room, which I'm sure everyone is uh, now th- stressing about, is what's going to happen to the podcast. I have been getting so many texts, so many concerned tweets. You know, it, it's been the talk of the town. And I guess now is probably the best time to tell everyone that it's over. This is this is be the, last the last episode, episode of Deep Thought. Which is very sad, but. We had a good run. Did we? We definitely had a run. Chicken run. Chicken run. <laughs> Sorry. We didn't have a run. I'm thinking of the movie Chicken Run. <laughs> the uh, the Ardman classic. No, no we're kidding, not. of course. Of you course. silly bitches. Silly uh, billies. Fucking idiots. You can't get no. rid of us that easy. You'll never get rid of us. There is going to be changes. Mostly on a you know behind the scenes kind of um perspective because particularly if you end up in portugal time zones Mm. aren't going to be very friendly to us michael 12 hours out i think if you're in portugal which means it's breakfast for one it's breakfast for for the other and after dinner probably for the other so Mm. i think when we had a look at it the best case scenario was either an 8 a.m uh portugal and a 10 p.m christchurch or Oh, it was a nine. It was a nine a.m. Christchurch, nine p.m. Portugal. I think was. I don't know. I can't remember. That's not bad. Look, I'm a, I'm 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 um a bit of a morning person these days. I think. So. But would you be willing to pod at eight a.m.? Yeah, that's so. I'm uh, I'm zinging and zanging by by seven forty-five. You're zinging least. and zanging by Both. eight. By seven forty-five. Oh. I'm ready to go. Some of my best ideas happen at 7.45. It's still 10 p.m. over for me. Either way, this is boring to everyone listening. But the point being, we will keep going. But maybe the mood will be slightly different because, I don't know, what's Deep Fort in the mornings? We've never even explored this. Deep Fort in the mornings? That's kind of got a ring to it. Deep Fort, Deep Fort, Fort in, the in the mornings. Yes. Well, I think the closest we got was we did like a midday at my house one time. Do you remember that? Mm. Outside. Yeah. Yeah. And it was probably, it was probably like a 7.45 a.m. for me because I was probably hungover and had been sleeping (laughs) until that time. Yeah. Circa 2014. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, exciting. Exciting We're going to keep doing the pod. It's going to be it. Oh, I mean, I have some stories. You'll, that's that's going to be part of the fun, right? Like It's going to be part of so the fun. So many experiences you'll be bringing, so many stories. It's, uh, it's, you know, shake things up a little bit. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. It'll finally get maybe a slightly interesting. I won't have to keep, you know, making shit up. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, all these stories to date. Not true. Now, just tying back into the this the moving away thing. Yeah. Um, I will just uh, quickly tell you about our garage sale that we had on the weekend. Oh. We had a uh, had a big old garage sale. Lauren came over. Sold it. Uh, trying to sell all of our basically all of our knickknacks, all the stuff we're not going to take. Selling it to the, uh, the 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 good people of Fitzroy, Siobhan uh, was involved as well, um, and you know what? It was such a good experience. I got to oh. say, I've never run a garage sale before. Arguably, I didn't run this one <laughs> at all, <laughs> and I still um, haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never been part of a garage sale. But I've always kind of like. If I see a garage sale on the street, you know, on a Saturday morning and I'm oh, just going to get a coffee. that's Peak Michael. I'll pop in. I'll pop in, you know, see what's going on. And it was, you know, what was lovely about it. We're in a kind of a, a neighborhood here where we have a lot of interesting characters. People mm. are, people, people don't mind a chat, there, but there's a, there's a diversity of, of personalities and specifically where we are. And, you know, it's just, it was just great. So we sat at the front. We we started drinking mimosas at you know ten thirty whatever. <laughs> um, we were offering free mimosas, free mimosas with every purchase. No one took us up on it. Um, but we you know we're just sitting at the front and just people coming by. They they're, they're asking about the clothes. They're telling us they're all locals, obviously. And you know it's just a great opportunity to get to know people. And you know because we were some of these people like you know this is. There's this one guy that I always see drinking red wine on the corner out of a paper bag, and he's always kind of writing in a book. Um, and you know, I you know, he seems like not to be de- like derogatory, but I'm saying this is this is my prejudgment of him. I'm like, oh, he's probably you know displaced or something. Or and look, he's definitely got a drinking problem. But he you know, he, it turns out he lives just across the road. He was a teacher. His name's Richard. He played in. A, he's a musical guy. He oh. had all this information that just was, you know, spilling out of him. Um, and he was. He just loved. He loved the chat. He was definitely drunk. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. But so were you. So what's the difference? I was wasted. We were both. We were both drunk. Um, but you know, it's just a great. You know, community is a great thing, Nick. Yeah. I love. I'm a big fan of the community. You know, if it's kind of a throwback to the 60s and the 50s you know that's i imagine that's how it feels like what it feels like you know yeah great vibes great vibes made made 150 bucks or whatever the girls made a lot more but so you yeah. were just to go backtracking a second you said you were selling clothing but it was just anything and everything like you were what's happening to your flat when you go are you breaking the lease or is like they're continuing no. and they're just going to fill your room yeah, yeah, the, the 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 my housemates have started interviewing for for my replacement. Sure, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> um, no, but I've just I've basically separated all my clothes. You know, I, I want to pack, I want to travel light, so I've got a clothes rack just over here. You can't see it. I no can't. one can. No point of pointing it out, really. Yeah, well, um, I know where just it is. Just to my relevant. right, <laughs> um, of the clothes that I'm going to take and. Everything else I'm just going to get rid of, which is just, a, it's a, it's actually a really cathartic feeling. Just, just literally just selling all of your shit. You know, I'm, I'm literally selling everything that I own. Granted, I don't have heaps of stuff. You know, when you're in a relationship and you're living with the other person, you accumulate stuff, I think quicker and cause you're kind of nesting or whatever. But because I, 
have just kind of been living in a share house by myself in my room. I don't really have that much stuff, but even the little that I do have, getting rid of it is such a good feeling. And yeah, my room is kind of shrinking and shrinking in the sense that I, you know, I don't have stuff to fill it out, but it's, it's a really good feeling apart from dealing with everyone in the marketplace, I guess, but you know, um, it feels, it feels good. It feels really good. Uh, I just, we got, we had this one lady as well that came back probably five times across how and long? over oh so we did it over two days she came over back five times and she really loved to chat she and i'm not saying this to make fun of her in any way because she was a really sweet person but she had just come out of the psych ward mm-hmm. um and we know that because we you know we complimented on her on her pants and she said oh thanks there yeah just came the psych ward pants and we're like okay that's interesting. She ends mm. up telling us that she was a hoarder or she is a hoarder, which is, I guess, a garage sale is kind of yeah. kryptonite to, a, I was gonna to say. a hoarder. No, no, no. Um, Not kryptonite. Kryptonite's the bad one. That's like fucking catnip to a hoarder. Oh, sure. But like it's, isn't Superman attracted to, to kryptonite? No. no Famously, the thing that, the only thing that damages Superman. Okay, well, maybe it's like wine to a sober I've already, It's catnip, but okay, fine. What's cat? What the fuck is catnip? What do you mean? What's, okay, I don't have the time to go through this with you. Okay. Continue the story. Right. You've got a busy schedule. Anyway, she's, she comes back. <laughs> she says, it's 8 a.m. and I've got to get on with my day. Her name's Sassy. Her name is Sassy. Love it. And she uh, she ended up spending, you know, 150 bucks. Where oh. I, you know, A, don't know where she's getting the money from. Um, it actually but, make me feel bad. I know. I did feel bad a little bit, but she was such good value. She was really fun. Like, we'd, you know, she, she, when she was coming back, she would kind of make fun of us, but in a funny way. She'd be like, oh, hey, going pissheads, you're still, you know, whatever, drinking. <laughs> and, you know, it's just kind of a fun, fun thing. Um, nice lady. Shout out to Sassy. I told her about the pod. Okay. Um, she said that she'll listen to it, and then she put headphones in that weren't connected to an iPhone or anything. So, <laughs> yeah, um, all the, good. Thing called wireless headphones. So, yeah, no, they they at least had a cord, <laughs> just a <laughs> dang, just cord. dangling. I love it. No. Anyway, that's uh, that's about all I got for you on the garage sale stuff. Okay, not a traditional sort of ending or climax, but nevertheless, a sort of fact of life. Uh, you know, moment in the, in the annals of Michael Zabrecki. Well, I sense that you're getting impatient and I, feel, I kind of, you know, as with a lot of my stories, I, I feel like there's a lot of meat on the, on the bones and then I start telling them and I'm like, where is this going? What am I going to say next? And I just, I really quickly run you're out. Just of like clinging to the story horse and waiting to see where you end up. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my MO when it comes to storytelling. <laughs> you did message I'll let me. let it take me somewhere. You did message today and say, I have so much on my list for this pod. I'm so excited. Oh, um, so I? I'm, I, I haven't prepared anything and I'm, I'm enjoying this grab bag, um, but I'm ready to move on to the next item. All right. Uh, do I have to have the next item? Because <laughs> I don't, you, said, I think you I might specifically have... said, I have so much on the list. <laughs> For this episode, <laughs> okay. specifically okay. teed this up. But if I mean, I can, I can, I can jump in and, and you know, whenever yeah, you need. I'm, with I might some have of been my a bit pre-prepared ex- bits. 
I think I sent that to you at about 9.30 on a Saturday, and I was a little bit excited, if okay. you catch my drift. Yeah, you just you just met Sassy for the first time, and the mimosas just come up the back in. of a Sassy <laughs> interaction. But yeah, I think you should, um, you should say things now. Okay. Well, how about this one? How about I uh, kick off a little bit of science news and uh, get this horse back on the rails? Play the jingle. It's that time. Time for science news. Okay, uh, so this is an article in National Geographic called The Science of Why You Have Great Ideas in the Shower. If you've ever emerged from the shower or returned from walking your dog with a clever idea or a solution to a problem you've been struggling with, it may not be a fluke. Rather than constantly grinding away at a problem or desperately seeking a flash of inspiration, research from the last 15 years suggests that people may be more likely to have creative breakthroughs or epiphanies when they're doing a habitual task that doesn't require much thought, an activity in which you're basically on autopilot. This lets your mind wander or engage in spontaneous cognition or stream of consciousness thinking, which experts Experts believe helps retrieve unusual memories and generate new ideas. People always get surprised when they realize they get interesting novel ideas at unexpected times because our cultural narrative tells us that we should do it through hard work, says Kalina Christoph, a cognitive neuroscientist at the University of British Columbia. It is a pretty universal human experience. Now we're beginning to understand why these clever thoughts occur during more passive activities and what's happening in the brain. The key, according to the latest research, is a pattern of brain activity within what's called the default mode network that occurs while an individual is resting or performing habitual tasks that don't require much attention. Researchers have shown that this default mode network, the DMN, which connects more than a dozen regions in the brain, becomes more active during mind-wandering or passive tasks than when you're doing something that demands focus. Simply put, the DMN is the state the brain returns to when you're not actively engaged. Um, so this network is the quote-unquote default mode network because of its heightened activity during idle periods, but it's a bit of a misnomer because it's also active in other mental tasks like remembering past events or engaging in self-reflective thought. This network is also involved in the early stages of idea generation, drawing from past experiences and knowledge about the world. When you're not actively working on the problem, the brain keeps spinning and you can get restructuring of elements in the problem, pieces reshuffling, and something clicks. The DMN helps you combine information in different ways and simulate possibilities. It's, it's it. Do you feel like that is that is true for you? I guess like, you know, even just doing this podcast, you know, we often have the you know um oh, I, I just have something on the tip of my tongue and it always takes us to kind of move away from the the subject in order to uh, re, re, reclaim it you know yeah in our memory it's 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 true in so many ways i think for me it's very literally true that i have ideas in the shower like it happens all the time and in fact i find my brain often going to like script problems or story problems or story ideas when I'm in the shower. And I literally have moments where I blink and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm in the shower. Like I genuinely have stopped thinking about it enough or concentrated on some other train of thought 
that I'm like, oh, how long have I been standing here? Like I should, and it's never, you know, like it's not like I've been there for 20 minutes, but genuinely mm -hmm. I'll catch myself having spent more time there than I needed to because I got caught up thinking about something else. It, it absolutely happens to me all the time. Yeah, it's interesting that they say that, you know, it's it's kind of a, a habitual task that requires no kind of um, mind power or whatever. Yeah. But I wonder if there's also an element of like, you know, it is relaxing being under hot water. You're kind of comfortable that coupled with like the, you know, specifically with showers, Yeah. that coupled with... Um, with the the habitualness um, of it, yeah. I mean, I guess it's the same as uh, as uh, you know when you when you go to sleep and you turn all the lights off and, and your your mind's kind of racing. Maybe that's the opposite, but there is like something going on in your brain where you're kind of getting into a, a relaxation relaxation state. Yeah, uh, where your brain is able to kind of open up in a way that it is not otherwise. Well, there's a um, there's a, a full-on paragraph here. We're talking about the benefits of mind wandering, um, and it says, you know, we all engage in mind wandering on a regular basis, but there are different kinds. There's deliberate mind wandering where you try and have some degree of control or direction in your thinking, and then spontaneous mind wandering, which is you know this kind of stuff in the shower where your brain isn't directing it; it just happens. Um, and they've studied. Um, people's brains and tracked that spontaneous mind wandering occurred basically 50% of the time, close to, close to half as much. And in the spontaneous form, it, it's particularly the spontaneous form that allows you to combine information and ideas in new ways. Um, quote, when your mind drifts away from a situation into an internal reverie, that's where you can have creative insights. In this pleasurable state, you're allowing thoughts to playfully cross your mind. But he does note uh, sometimes you have to do the work to create a problem space, i.e. set the groundwork so that then spontaneous ideas can emerge, which is what you're referring to um, and is called the incubation effect, which is when you spend time away from a problem or a challenge and you put it aside, then your mind wanders and generates new ideas and then you come back to it and you're like, oh, I've got the answer. Mm. Um, yeah, and walking so, is a big one as well. Yeah, totally. Anything where you're on autopilot. I'll just keep this next paragraph here as well, which is, uh, so to discover when people get their most innovative ideas, um, these uh, researchers asked professional writers and physicists to keep a diary for two weeks in which they reported their most creative idea of the day, what they were doing when it occurred, and whether it felt like an aha moment. Approximately 20% of their most significant ideas occurred while they're engaging in an activity other than working and while they're thinking about something unrelated, unrelated to the creative idea. Um, interesting. Yeah. So I, I, I find this whole thing amazing. I, I, th I think it is true that we know so little about how the mind works still for all that we know about it. And um, I, I guess for me, I'm wondering what your approach to creative thinking is or problem solving is do you have a method for for tackling those kind of things whether it's in the workplace or in the creative space if you're trying to like write something or compose something what's your what's your approach to getting in the creative space well i guess these days i don't have um, a lot of opportunities to um, maybe be as creative as I'd like, you know, I don't, I don't make much music these days anymore, but I guess, you know, the, this podcast, you know, is kind of a, 
a version of a creative outlet for me where, you know, I might try and, you know, I might think of, you know, something that, you know, I, I can say to you or maybe like a, like a joke or a bit, not this episode's not a great example of that because <laughs> there's been no jokes or bits, but um, I know, I think I, I, I do spend a lot of time. I, I do love a shower. And now that I think about it, I definitely spend a lot of the shower just staring into the void, you know, just just letting yeah. the water run out. And it's kind of like that classic movie scene where, you know, the person's just letting the, the hot water run over them and they're just staring into nothing. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> I don't know, I, I do feel I do feel relaxed and I do feel my brain relaxing in that moment. But if I do, if I was needing to feel creative and those moments where I have needed to feel creative for, I don't know, maybe I was, I hit a creative block with like music or something going for, I would, I would just go for a walk, getting some like cold, crisp air, um, and some oxygen to the brain would, would usually do the trick for me. Mm. What about you? Yeah, it's interesting. We've talked about this previously on the pod, so I don't want to repeat myself too much, but one of the most interesting and ultimately rewarding aspects of coming to New Zealand and working in TV was in those first three years, I had to learn how to be creative on a, on the clock, like go into the office, you know, get in at eight 30 in the morning, work till five 36, six 30 at night and be creative at any time of day, be creative when it was necessary, not when you mm. felt like it, not when you needed it, not when inspiration struck, but because it was ten fifteen, and you had a job to do, you know, and that yeah. was helpful in terms of teaching a discipline and a motivation. But I do think that sometimes having that pressure helps, like having the deadline forces the focus in a way that can be productive. And I think one of my weaknesses now as a freelancer is that it's very easy to set schedules that have no deadlines at all. And sometimes right. that means that you are happily sort of ambling along instead of being like maximum productivity. And that doesn't mean that I can't turn it on when I do have things that need to do, you know, I still have that skill set. But in some respect, like the most creative I've ever been has been when I've been working the hardest at it when it was a, a full-time job. Interesting. Do you think that part of like being creative in that kind of pressure cooker situation is that, you know, you, you need to get it done. So your brain is also trying to find a way to get it done. And that's kind of letting you be open to uh, a broader range of ideas where you might not ordinarily be if you if you know if you've got a you know a few days or a few weeks to come up with you know finish a script or whatever you might you might be more inclined to be like oh well that idea no nah, i'm not you know that into that idea but if it's getting down to you know the 11th hour you might be like well yeah let's just well, what about this yeah you know it's interesting and it's a good question but i i think the answer is sort of generic which is that it determined it, it's determined by the day you know like some days your mind when faced with that kind of deadline can go wild and crazy and find the out of the box solution which is kind of 
insane, but works. And you're like, wow, this is, this is great. And other days it feels like you're smashing your head against the wall because there is nothing that you can think of that fixes it. Mm. And you can't, you can't do anything about it. Um, Mm. You know, I, I, I have an incredibly privileged life where I get to make stuff up for a living and do basically part-time work effectively. Like I'm nowhere near the 50 hours a week that I used to do previously. Um, And yet when it comes to some of the, the work deadlines where all of a sudden you have so much work to do and such a short deadline, when I'm literally on a Skype call writing with Grace for nine hours straight, it's a little easy to fall into that pit at the end of the day and be like, oh, I don't know. I got, I got nothing. I have been on Skype with you for eight and a half hours and we need to finish this script and I have nothing left. Mm, yeah. It, uh, ideas are, are an interesting kind of concept because you know we we kind of just we li- obviously we live this is going to sound a little bit like i've been doing drugs all day but which i haven't necessarily but you know we live we live in our we live all of Wait, our, our well necessarily i was just throwing that in for flavor sure you know our 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 worldview is completely from our 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 eyes and our eyes are attached very closely to our brain so we just feel like all of this our our whole reality is is coming straight to us but it all exists here in our brain and ideas what are ideas ideas are essentially your brain making connections to different parts of the brain i guess i'm not do I sound like a scientist? Because I do. Not. Yeah, don't start doubting yourself because it's coming. Ideas yeah. are just you know connections that your brain's making to other parts of the brain. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, I mean that was it. Is that <laughs> okay? So just just to summarize I mean? what we've discussed, your eyes are the thing which bring in everything around you. Reality. Uh-huh. Reality. Yeah. And ideas are just two parts of the brain having yeah. a little kiss. Yeah, have a little smoochie. Okay, well, that's nice. If I, if are, I was to I, test you right? here and I was yep. to say, how can one spark creativity? How, how, how if, you're, if you're trying to solve a thing, if you want a little bit of that old um, electrical jolt of inspiration... Uh, throw out some ideas here, and I'll tell you what they recommend here for for sparking creativity. What's 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 a few ways you can tackle this? All right, okay. Take a shower. Okay. Feels like Go that for a walk. Cheap. Yeah. Have a drink. Have a alcoholic drink. Alcohol. Have an alcoholic drink. Or a glass of water. Or a smoke a doobie. Smoke a <laughs> smoke a doobie is smoke a not on doobie. the list. Okay. Um, uh, what about cooking? I I think cooking could be one. Interesting. You, do you it's find cooking, cook. you go into autopilot mode? Is that what you're getting at? I love cooking because it is like I have tasks, but I also know what I I know what I need to do. So if I'm make, making like a pasta sauce that takes a few hours, you know, I'm chopping the onion, I'm chopping the carrot, I'm doing yeah. all this stuff. You know, I feel like my brain is like paying attention, but it's also not. It's also 
it knows what it's doing. So I am kind of on an autopilot there. So that could be one. Let me throw out a um, uh, asterisk on that. Do you reckon that uh, that for you, and I'm not disagreeing with you generally either, but do you think that that plugs into any synesthesia stuff for you? Like, do you think the fact that there's sensory elements in cooking, smells and colors and and mechanical labor as well, adds mm. to that intellectual stimulation? Yeah, I mean, that's possible. I've, I don't know. I guess so. I mean, there, you have like your senses are kind of heightened because, you know, usually there's like music playing or there's yeah and there's smells and there's you know you're, you're doing something where and you're tasting you're tasting as you cook as well so i feel like your senses are are heightened but your brain is well my brain is is in a relaxed state for sure hmm. were you going to throw out another one or do you want me to read through the yeah listen well you're not you're not far off i have to say so um these are early days, you know, we're still working out how the brain works and how the brain creates, but here are a few of the suggestions. As a first step, prioritize getting plenty of good quality sleep, which can improve mm. your mood and help with memory. While you're asleep, the information you take in during the day is transformed from a fragile state into a more durable state, which brings those aha moments. Number two. Immediately upon wakening from your sleep or even a 20 minute nap, pay attention to thoughts and ideas that occur to you in that liminal state between being sound asleep and fully awake. That's a time when your ideas are often quite free flowing, which you mentioned that end of the night thing. You turn off the lights, you're lying in bread, in bed or in bread, and you are just seeing where the mind goes. That is where that creativity can appear. Um, to consciously activate your DMN and get those creative ideas going during the day, allow yourself to spend time doing activities that aren't cognitively demanding, like going for a walk, taking a warm bath, or doing gardening without listening to music or a podcast and just let the mind wander. Um, and then uh, during the day, do something easy and familiar, often involving a kind of movement. So when you're in the shower, you don't have a lot to do. You can't see much. There's this white noise going on. Your brain mm. thinks in a more chaotic fashion. And so your executive processes diminish and the associative process processes amp up, meaning your ideas are bouncing around, different thoughts colliding and connecting. Um, and there's research that suggests spending time in nature, which evokes a sense of awe or inducing relaxation, is conducive to mind wandering because it allows your attention to us to expand, to fill the space. So taking a walk in nature improves your mood and expands your thoughts to include remote ideas and associations. So mm. that's why if you're trying to come up with a new idea or solve a problem, it's a good idea to work hard on it, then go take a walk. So you are, you are, you are right on top of it. You are, you're very good. And it, and it says, have a, have a quick tequila shot before you leave the house. It does say one to three tequila shots before going for your walk is a surefire okay. path to success. Okay, so I, I nailed it. That's maybe why Rich is out there scribbling notes in his book with his uh, bottle of red wine because he's gone for the walk. He's got that outside thing. He's had his several drinks and the mm. ideas are flowing. Yeah, good good memory on, on that name because I was like, who the fuck is that? Uh, oh. Yeah, was like, this is probably not a good sign for the quality of your stories if even you tuned out halfway through telling it. No. Yeah, yeah, but that's uh, that's uh, that's interesting. Love it. Yeah, good ideas. 
Um, I'm not. I'm not on fire today. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Well, you you hyped it up, and maybe I was just a little bit, a little bit overexcited. But that's okay. Uh, you know, we all have those those off days, and maybe if we'd been recording this at seven forty-five, you'd be zinging and zanging, and and we'd be having a great time. Yeah. Next, we'll get the next one. If you've enjoyed this episode, well, that's very nice of you to say. Thank you so much. There's plenty more episodes in that back catalogue. You can scroll down that old Spotify feed or podcast feed in the player of your choice and, and listen to some of those past episodes. They all have interesting things to say at certain moments. You might just have to scrub through and find them. And if you want to participate, well, we've got other ways to do that as well. You can message us on Instagram. You can send an email to deepfort.gmail.com. You can hit that old five-star button on your podcast player or Spotify and and send a message on Facebook, you know, get in touch like you would for most other things in your life. Uh, we're sort of just regular old people like everyone else. So don't be don't afraid of that. Don't know about that. We're not like anyone else, Nick. Oh, that's, that's true. We're special. We're birthday boys. This is our birthday month. <laughs> Did you sign up for Manscaped? Oh, no, I, um, I sent... I changed, okay, long story, long story. It's not a long story. I kept getting emails when I sent you that Manscaped, whatever I sent you, I can't remember, ball toner or something. And I kept getting emails to my personal email address saying, hey, Nick. And so I thought it'd just be funny to change the email address to Deep Fort uh, because then there's like, you know, there's some mail coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you did it so that we'd have emails. Some spam. You yeah. wanted you signed us up to deliberately to get more advertising <laughs> spam. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I did. Well, thank you. I'm just going to click unsubscribe on that. <laughs> okay. Up to you. I up appreciate. You. I appreciate the gesture. Thank you. Um, I don't. I'm trying know to think that. outside the box. <laughs> well, yep, yep. You, you certainly did. I'm trying to generate content. We need it. I th- I thought of it in the shower. <laughs> now, do you want me to um, wrap this bitch up with a little okay. uh, weird let's, news? No, let's, let's hold on. Can we not be sexist, please? Okay. Do you want to wrap this uh, mother up? This mother motherfucker. <laughs> wrap up this motherfucker. Let's wrap it up with some weird news. In the news today, from the strange and weird fact file. Well, for decades, only crackpots and crazy people believed in UFOs. Deputies That's what I say anyway. the suspect told them he's been performing sex acts on animals since the 1970s. So I told about my close encounter with the Yeti. A sticky situation at an airport in Tennessee after baggage spray Turns out, the government has been taking seriously all along. This is Deep Thought Weird News with Michael Zuberefkla Sludge. Such a good jingle, dude. Such a good jingle. All I right. do enjoy now, it. Now Although usually, I do have to duck it because the audio is so loud. <laughs> is it? There's this There's this real... Uh, it's like Tucker Carlson at the start or something like that. But just before he comes in, there's this horn blare and it goes... Bah! And every time huh. I have to duck it about six decibels because <laughs> it's so much louder than everything else. Yeah. So even after I get the microphone and everything, do everything you uh, want, still never uh, ends. I won't even describe the uh, the motion that Nick just made there. But <laughs> it was disgraceful. Right now, weird news. Often it's just kind of bullshit news, right? 
No. Did you agree with that? No. <laughs> Michael. Well, today, no. today, it's all about to change because I got some. I got, I got, it is weird news. Okay. I'll, I'll admit that. It is weird news. It falls under the <laughs> You'll admit umbrella. Under oath. Of weird news. Would you swear to it? I would, I would accept that it's weird news. Uh-huh. But this is a, this is a story that was making the rounds last week. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, and it's a, it's a really feel good story, Nick. Okay. It's a feel good story. A feel good And weird. I mean, I mean that in the truest sense of the word. Okay. Headline. Woman has loud and full body orgasm during LA Philharmonic concert. Oh. <laughs> okay, feel good. Did you hear about this? No, I, you no, know what? you didn't. You know what? I didn't. I didn't. Let me tell you. The ground really moved for one woman during the second movement of the LA Philharmonic's performance of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony when she experienced a, quote, loud and full body orgasm. Several concertgoers described the woman's climactic moment Friday from the balcony at the packed Walt Disney Concert Hall. Quote, everyone kind of turned to see what was happening, Molly Grant, who was sitting next to the overjoyed woman, told the LA Times. I saw the girl after it happened and I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her, like in an effort not to shame her. It was quite beautiful, Grant added. An audio clip purporting to capture the woman's moment of ecstasy has gone viral. Now, Nick, do you want to hear this? Because you better believe oh, I've got it ready oh, to go. Oh, God. Okay. You better believe it. I prepared. Oh, no. No, it's a beautiful thing. What are you talking about? So, okay, while you're sending this to me, what, what are we saying happened here? That she was so overjoyed by the power of the music itself? Or was there some other underlying... You know, were there were there toys involved? Were there, did she come pre prepared with with other activities in mind? Nick, these are the the types of people that go to uh, see Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony uh, are not exactly the type of people that would bring. Uh, a, a vibrator, if that's when you're insinuating, <laughs> to you know the Walt Disney Concert Hall. These are these are well-to-do, civilized people who are you know moved to extreme points by uh, you know a beautiful piece of music. So how dare you, first okay. of all? Well, uh, I I think we'll let the audio be the judge of that. Now, do you want me? Do you want me to keep going, or, or do you want to play the audio now and then I'll just finish the the article? Because there's another extra element here. Well, I I leave it in your hands. What would what would you prefer? All right. Well, I'll I'll, I'll tease it and I'll I'll keep going. Te- uh, yeah, lack of a better word. Um. So another twist here is that um, Br- a British composer Magnus Fiennes was also in attendance, and. Do you know who Magnus Fiennes is? No. He's the brother of Ralph Fiennes. Ralph okay. Fiennes? Yeah. Wow. They've actually, okay. said, they've actually said Ralph Fiennes in this, but it's Ralph Fiennes. Um, so that's, I mean, they spoke to him as well. So, um, and he's posted on Twitter and he said, uh, a woman in the audience had a loud and full body orgasm during the, the fifth second movement. This is his tweet. You, uh, just just band- for clarity, you know that Ralph Fiennes is spelt Ralph, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the way you just said yes like that made it sound like you. Everyone, literally, everyone knows that. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. By the way, okay, I didn't know that. But you can't just Google it. I can hear you tapping away. And I tapped it to confirm because I, I was like, but isn't that how it's spelled? And then I was like, have I been spelling it wrong this entire time? And no. Okay. But then because you needed to do that, you can't then come back and go, you I can if you're if you're the one tone. who's who's made me doubt it. Of course I can. Anyway, stop torpedoing my. my I'm not trying to torpedo. Board. Yeah, so it's confirmed by Rafe Fines, um, who's a composer and brother of uh, Rafe. Wait, what did I say just then? You said Rafe twice, but you mean Magnus. I meant Magnus. Shit. All right, so everyone agrees <laughs> in the audience that. You know, this woman had an orgasm um, due to the the, power, the beauty and the power of, of music. Um, that's such so a... Wait, we... that's that's the weirdest part. Everyone in the audience agrees. Everyone, Everyone agrees. in the audience around is like, oh, yeah, that must be the music. Ha- well, what? what? Why don't we play the clip and we'll let our deep thought audience decide if she had an orgasm oh, or not. God, okay. Oh, that's not what I thought. Did you listen? I did listen. That's not what I thought it would be. What, what, what did you think? It doesn't sound very... It doesn't sound very happy to me. Okay. It sounded so... a little bit like someone stepped on a Lego brick. Ow! Okay, so let me just add this, and I wasn't going to bring this up, but I, in trying to find this clip, um, I was looking on, on, on Twitter where this was originally posted and went viral from there on in. And there, there have been some comments from people who were also in the, uh, in the audience uh, who suggested that uh, they believe that the woman did not have an orgasm and that she may have had a manic episode. Oh. Yeah. Some people, some haters, but um, there were some, some people from the orchestra kind of, thought they commented on it saying it was a, it was a beautiful thing. And they were, they were glad to, um, they heard it and they were, they were, you know, they were moved that they could, uh, you know, bring someone to a full, full body orgasm, um, just with their playing. Uh, if that is the case, um, hopefully she didn't have a manic episode, but you know, there's a fine line between, um, ecstasy and, um, breakdown. Yeah. I mean, the other aspect here, which, I guess needs to be acknowledged is it's very different for a woman to have a full body orgasm at a show and for a man to have a full body orgasm at the show. Yes. If, if a guy experienced the same musical rap rhapsody, I think he would be dragged out, <laughs> dragged out yeah. of the auditorium. <laughs> I don't think the audience, I don't think the oboist would have been like, I'm just glad that my music moved someone. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. If, <laughs> if a guy man had... orgasmed during it, it would have been creepy. <laughs> it's so it would have creepy. definitely been creepy. So, but creepy. now, but because it's a woman, everyone's like, "Oh, that's just the beauty beautiful. of life." Wow, isn't that that's magic? Beautiful. That's just what Bach would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. Oh, but what a what a what a uh, what a flex from the old uh, Tchaikovsk. Yeah, making women come from the grave. I can't even do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, you have for years, um, and uh, I say this with much admiration, bragged about your sexual prowess. Mm. Does that sound like a woman coming based on your experience? 
I've never heard. I've never heard that that type of work. <laughs> um, you picked a real. I've, you picked a really unfortunate place to pause, to pause that sentence. <laughs> I can't remember what I said. I <laughs> you said I've was. never heard a woman make that kind of <laughs> orgasm. I've heard that kind of sound. You know, after you know when they when they're going to their car. <laughs> <laughs> just the relief of leaving. Yeah, it could have been that. Chalk <laughs> oh, it boy. down as a win, regardless. I think though. that's still a win. Look, you gave her pleasure one way or the other, whether from <laughs> from the act or from just getting out of the situation. That's my promise. 